It's actually not a change. It's been here, DMARC has, I promise not to be technical, but it's been here for 11 years. They say that the, the email are broken by design, but that's an easy fix. But as soon as you like to use your own domain as the sending domain, then the responsibility falls on yourself. Hello and welcome to the Gross Profit Podcast. My name is James Kennedy. I'm co-founder and CEO at procurementexpress.com. We help your company manage your spend with magical features. Um, But that's not what we're talking about today. Today's episode is a little bit different. It's a bit of a news flash to let everybody know about some upcoming regulatory changes or I guess technical changes which are being brought in And you need to listen to this podcast if your company takes credit card payments in any way or is at risk of financial fraud. So these changes are coming in. They're being forced upon us, really. All businesses have to think about this. We're recording mid-January 2024, but already by the 1st of February 2024, these changes will be in place. And either you'll be listening to this podcast frantically wondering why you can't get paid anymore, or hopefully you've listened to it in advance and you can talk to our guest about avoiding the worst of the disruption. So to explain everything to us today, I've invited Jens Sonnenberg to the podcast. Jens, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for inviting me. So maybe you could just start off uh, by answering the question, why should we believe you? What makes you qualified? As a little little background, maybe I've been... 30 plus years working as an IT professional, 15 years working as a Google Cloud partner. Fantastic uh, journey. Uh, eight plus years deep diving into domain name system issues, DNS, and four years releasing articles and doing studies on DNS abuse. Okay. So for people who don't know what DNS is, it's kind of like the yellow pages of the internet, I guess, if I was to use a 1980s analogy. Is that right? So this is where you, you're able to figure out which computer actually Google lives on or your account name lives on. And um, those customers that you've had over that time, what's the profile of customers you typically help, Jens? Oh, we have a lot of different, uh, from production companies to uh, beer company to... Uh Real estate and, you know. It sounds to me like they're in the SMB realm kind of uh, medium-sized companies for the most part, low hundreds of employees maybe. From Actually from one to 400. Okay, yeah, perfect. Okay, well, that's a lot of the people that are will be listening to this. So we got in touch a little bit while ago. We actually met, uh, I met your partner, I think, at a financial forum. And we chatted and you started talking to me about this important change that is coming up that is going to have big implications. And really what made my ears prick up where this idea is if you take credit card payments as part of your business, this change is going to impact you. So maybe you could just lay out what is this change and why it's happening? I think uh, I think we all are fed up with the, with the financial fraud and crime and phishing and spoofing and and so the big players are trying to 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 make a big step towards a better better internet so less spam and less less fraud so let's pick out yeah let's pick out some of the terminology there i guess a lot of people are familiar with it but just for those that aren't so phishing what's what is phishing and how does it work 
I think we all try to to receive a mail that we are a little bit uncertain who is it from, but it's asking for some sensitive information, maybe about a credit card, credit card or uh, info or, or about uh, yeah other financial statements or other sensitive information about ourselves or from the company. The typical one I've come across is you get an email. It appears to be from your CEO, maybe. And it's asking, can we quickly play this supplier? They've changed their uh, payment details. Quickly, please send, you know, 6,598 euro. It comes in, it kind of looks like his their email address, his or her email, I guess. And you really have to be, a lot of people working in finance are aware of this now, but some of the scams are getting more and more sophisticated and clever. So what is this change and how is it going to help us protect ourselves from these type of phishing attempts? It's actually not a change. It's been here, DMARC has, I promise not to be technical, but it's been here for 11 years. Our expectations to to, to be more secure has, has uh, because of this amount of phishing and fraud has become more important. And uh, so I, I would say in the beginning, we were, we were guessed, we, we, we guessed a little bit about the right setup. But with with uh, some reporting tools, you you will you will have a valuable insight and and you can actually see the problems and fix them. DMARC sounds like it's the technology that's used. If I get an email, if it's been sort of DMARC stamped or whatever, I guess then I can be sure of who is sending it is actually the person who's sending it. It's more about the mails we are sending, so so we can protect us from from third party not sending emails through our domain. With the DMARC standard, because we can, we can, uh, yeah, we can add some policies, and the policies will will enforce the security. And the DMARC can help us by reporting, by give us given uh, us feedback on from the recipient server if it's validating or correctly or not. And data is actually the recipient server that blocks the emails. So in general. This is nothing, not a new thing. All these online services have some, some guides how to set up correct validation. But uh, what we see is that people just, they, yeah, they didn't, they didn't set up the validation. That means that most of the company, as I claim, 70% of companies in the world are missing this important policies and validation. Hmm, okay. So, so for 70% of companies in the world at the moment, I can go out there and start sending emails as if I were them and no one can stop me. Is that it? Yeah. They call it the, they say that the, the email are broken by design, but that's an easy fix. If, if you know how. Well, it's not that difficult, but you, you with the time frame, maybe people need some help. So it's been around for 11 years. We all, I guess, should have this, and at least 30% of us have it, I guess. And I'm guessing if I have something like Gmail or 365, this is all done for me, or do I still have to worry about it, even if I use one of these cloud solutions? See, the difference is if you have a hosted solution where someone is setting it up for you, they might have done it correctly. If you're using an online service and sending mail through their system, it's also most likely done correctly. But as soon as you like to use your own domain as the sending domain, then the responsibility falls on yourself. And that is here, it starts going wrong. Uh-huh. Okay. People don't get it, get the, the setup done and they, uh, and then, and they fail on the, uh, add, when they add other sources, they maybe 
make mistakes or if they move the domain for, to another host, they forget to, to bring the, the security policies. And this is something that would normally be your IT provider should be looking after for you. Uh, but by the sounds of it, at least 70% of IT providers are not aware of this or not doing it. Um, so we'll get to how we can check on that. So, okay, that makes sense. I get it. So what is make, why February 1st? Why are things different from February 1st, 2024? And what's going to happen then? So it's a, that's a requirement uh, from Yahoo and Google who uh, said that bundle senders, that means to start with, Companies that sends more than five thousand email per day will will need to meet the requirements to to carry on from first. Or if, to start with, they will get some some error codes, and during a few months, they will be uh, they will be met with uh, either being rejected or sent to spam for not fulfilling the requirements. Okay, so if I get this right, if I have say a hundred employees sending. 50 emails each a day, then I'm above that threshold. Or if I have one employee sending out 10,000, I'm also above that threshold. Yeah, you might be sending one mail a month or one a week to your 5,000 subscribers and you'll be caught by the requirements. That makes sense. And I guess you're going to start, my emails just won't get through if I if I'm sending to a Gmail or, or Yahoo, I guess my emails just won't arrive if I am sending more than 5,000 and I don't have DMARC set up. So that's chaotic enough. We use Google Workspace for our hosting our Gmail. Uh, uh, but our emails come from procurementexpress.com. So um, does that mean if someone tries to send us an email who is sending more than 5,000 emails a day and hasn't got their DMARC sent up, does that mean they won't be able to send us emails? They're just going to bounce? Or is it only for people sending to Gmail and Yahoo accounts? There's a, there's a, there's many requirements. There's also, there's also, they also want to improve the way of unsubscribing. So the unsubscribing should not be, be in the header. So it's visible in the mail and you don't have to log on to a web page to unsubscribe. Okay. So there's actually other technical things for your marketing emails. It sounds like here. At first, I think the, 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 the requirement and the limit is, towards private accounts. But the thing is that you, you could easily have a bunch of, without the 5,000, you could have several hundred that signed up with a private account. Sure. We even see businesses that, that uses gmail.com as their business email. That means that you have private accounts on your list. Yeah. So so even first you will think, okay, but I'm, I'm not, I'm only B2, B2B, we're not, we're not dealing with consumers, but you, you could actually have a lot of, of consumer accounts on your list. And so you will be caught in the requirements. Okay, that makes a ton of sense. And I understand this. Okay, it makes sense so far. So tell me now, how does this relate to taking credit card payments? I don't get that part. So if I, we, for example, have all of our customers on credit cards, almost, um, how is it going to impact us if we take money by credit card charge? It's not entirely related to the payment gateway, but but uh, email is the standard method of sending electronic receipts and order confirmations after a credit card transaction. It provides customers with a record of their purchases and ensures transparency in the payment process. Mm -hmm. And email is often used as communication, refund, handling, 
and resolving payment disputes. So, so I mean, in any gateway, there are emails involved. Yeah. And I think this, this, it's a, it's a step forward for the security because we need to have trust in the, in the services and the suppliers. This requirement actually comes from a, a, a different part. And uh, it comes from the Payment Card Industry Security Standard Council. So the Payment Card Council are, are making this requirement. And the audit will start in June, but will be enforced in, in 25. Okay. So we have a little bit of more time on that one. But but to understand the requirements from Google and Yahoo is that, that that's based on emails. But I don't think any, any uh, payment processing is without an email. Okay, so I get it. So you might initially think this is a problem for the marketing department and their marketing emails. Suddenly then people start doing chargebacks because they can't search their own email to find out why these charges are on their cards or they don't know how to raise a request or they don't realize. And suddenly you're going to get a lot more chargebacks because people don't have a record of what they bought from you, which sounds familiar. How do you go about making sure that your organization won't fall victim to this change? Google have made uh, uh, some guidelines, and but again, what we, what we did five years ago, we were following all the guidelines. We were, we, we were listening to the customers, which services are using, and all of these services uh, all have their, these guidelines to follow, how to, to authenticate the domain. And when you, when you do that, you are, you are, you are a good piece forward towards the requirements, but there's a, like a fast lane model to fix it. And that's using the DMARC reporting system. So what happened is that when you send a mail or the recipient server will send a, a report back every 24 hours. And that report you can collect in a, in a DMARC tool. And then you can, over a period of time, you can monitor your traffic and you can, you can, you can spot your, your sources that missing uh, validation and you can fix them. So that's like a straightforward uh, way of solving it. We, we also, as we call it, turn the light on in the dark because, because it is something you think that it, it's, it's a, it, 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 it'll take a, an astronaut to help me, but uh, it's not that complicated actually. <laughs> well, it's all easy when you know how. That's the way the world works. Okay, so actually, this is something you you helped us with. So you set up a report, you you um, gave us a tool, and then you were able to give us a report after a period of time, which kind of gave me a health check on how we are, whether we're safe or not. And I guess you can people can do it themselves, or if they're looking for some help to get this set up, is this something you can help with? Yes, yes, of course. Okay, well, maybe you can just tell us a little bit about how people can get in touch with you or find you online if they'd like to take you up on that offer. So uh, you, you can, of course, contact me through email on jens at skytech.dk. We are skytech.dk, and we are based in Copenhagen and in Dublin and soon also Romania. Reach out and, and let's take a video call, see how where you are in the process and we'll, we'll help you set up for this inside monitoring. <clears throat> or if it's too late and already your emails aren't going anywhere, you could help them at that stage too. But 
The the other way to find out is just to ignore it and wait until the middle of February and see what happens. So let's find out. All right. Well, Jens, thank you very much for bringing this in. I, it's a good one. Uh, I didn't initially see, well, why would finance teams care about this? But now I very clearly see why it's an important one, easy one to trip over your shoelaces on this one. I haven't seen a ton. I've seen marketing tools sort of telling us about this change coming. But I haven't seen the finance tools mention this, and I can see it's going to have a big impact. So um, thanks very much for coming on and telling us all about it. You're welcome. Okay, so that's it for another episode of the Gross Profit Podcast. This is a bit more of a newsflash. I hope you found it actionable and useful and perhaps maybe saved you a bit of trouble. Uh, you know how to reach out to Jens. We're going to put his contact details in the show notes and the comments. Uh, in the meantime, if you have, if you enjoyed this style of podcast, something where it's a bit more topical, helping you get ahead of some changes that are happening in the industry, um, please let us know, leave a comment or email me, james.kennedy at procurementexpress.com, and we'll be happy to do more of them in the future. And until the next time, we'll see you next time. <laughs>